This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies. It's where you go. You want a brand new patio? Boom. They do it for you. You want uh, some 4K or 8K technology? They got it for you. They're better. With Extend Technologies, how do you not know how to work that thing? You've been in broadcasting for 20 years, for crying out loud. You don't know how to do this. Um, Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Stop out of their wonderful showroom in Broadview Heights. Make your home dreams come true, your patio dreams come true, your career dreams come true. Guys, get on over there to Extend Technologies. And by the way, if, when you make an appointment or, mm-hmm. or, or for an interview, go to the interview. Yeah, right. Go to the interview. Don't just make the appointment and not show up. It's still good to go interview. You never know how it's going to go. Yes, they're a great company to work for. They have positions available for installers. People heard us on the radio. They signed up for appointments for an interview, and then they didn't show to the interview. Don't you want to work for a world-class organization? I got to bring this up on the other show, too, on the regular show, too. How do you do do that? I've never not went to an interview. Never once. And I've had a bunch of jobs. You name it, I've done it. I worked in restaurants. I worked in landscaping. I worked at a stone plant. I worked at a pizza shop. I worked in a grocery store. I've done a lot of things. I worked at a drive-thru for one day and broke my leg the next day. (laughs) I've had job after job after I swept up hair at a barber shop. I've had them all. And I've gone to every quote-unquote interview that I was scheduled for. It's ridiculous. Go to your interview. Do your interview. I know Andy said I was late to my first interview. That's not true. I went to the wrong place on time in my first interview because at one point we had two different stations. Did you ever tell you this? No, no. So we used to have offices like on East 40. I think we actually still like have that building or something. We don't have that building anymore. All right, we're moving up. So we used to have this building. We had this station we're at right now at the Halley Building. We also had over on like East 40th, okay, right next to Radio 1. I went to that station for my interview with Andy. And so I'm sitting out there. Christy Brown. Oh, that's right. Christy was sitting out there. She's like, can I help you? And I'm like, I'm here to see Andy Roth. And she's like, I don't think he's in this building. And I was like, uh-oh. I didn't know where the other building was. Andy was cool about it, and mm-hmm. everything worked out. So that's good. That's wonderful. Uh, as an aside. I mean, I don't know how you could say I don't know how good you could say it worked out, but it's, it's so far yeah. it's going. Yeah, Working I out just a different conversation. God, I, I just had a phone interview with Andy, and I remember uh, <laughs> at one point I was oh, – I, I guess I can't – okay, I'll just say it. He offered me the job, and then I told him, oh, you yeah. You were high. Uh, no, no. Oh. And then I had to tell him, 
Oh, the only thing is I have to get out of my contract. And he goes, the job has now been unoffered. He's <laughs> like, I'm not allowed to offer you a job if he you're under contract. That, yeah. Said, Why did you not tell him this? Well, because I wanted, wanted the job. job. I wanted the job. The job has now been unoffered. Yes. <laughs> is that exactly he how He couldn't have said, said it? it faster. He couldn't have said it like a light bulb went off in his head, and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm not allowed. My corporation will not allow this. And so, you know me, I don't really do anything by the book on that stuff. Oh, my God. Just because I just don't get around to stuff. I just don't get very specific. So you that absolutely flying back happened. in here like we have to dump that whole thing because you just – No, it's bro, my okay, levels. It's, it's always my levels. <laughs> he said the job's been on offer. You are – well, you, you said there and go, why don't they trust me with anything? Why don't they trust me? Well, that's part of the reason. Do you think that's ever happened? How'd you get out of that contract? Oh, wait, I would love uh, – I had to go down there and have an uncomfortable conversation. Were they really, mad? Were they really that angry? Furious. Furious. Like, guys, did you think I was going to stay in Syracuse at a local TV outlet the rest of my career? I mean, come on. I can't imagine what you're – face was while you were telling them that how angry were they well it, it went from that and you then said I, furious were they like mad yeah. loud were they loud yeah they banned me at one point they <laughs> banned me for life working for the company again and then the company got sold like two years later so it didn't matter but uh these places take it seriously what i was going to ask you is we always see now all these <laughs> professional teams banned. all these professional teams do such a great job of putting out the videos of the draft day experience. Browns do a great job of this. Yeah. And you get now the owner, the coach, maybe a coordinator mm-hmm. talking to the player. And it's awesome. It's an awesome moment. Something John Dorsey pro- has to eat at the exact moment he has to call his, God, his we player. Did, we did a year's worth of bits on I was that. eating them while I was doing that. Which no, just no. excuse to eat it. Boy, boy. Proud to be brown. Proud to be brown. Yeah, I got a Nature's Valley Crunchy over here. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had nothing to say. But those videos are great. Has there ever been a point where the team made the call and Bill Belichick's like, hey, we're going to make you a Patriot. We're going to make you a Patriot. And then the guy is like, oh, great, you know, you know, swearing oh, or whatever. Okay. And then all of a sudden Bill Belichick's like, let's go in a different direction. <laughs> I'm going to take, take somebody else. We decided we didn't like the way you answered. We didn't that. like the way you answered that, so we're going to. Right. Or they're on the phone with the guy and someone doing the background information is like, no, he's got a DUI. No one said. No one said we found a DUI. Get him off the oh, phone. That, that, that's had to happen. I want and like probably not a first round pick, but maybe I think because it's willy nilly at the end of the draft. Yeah. I think by the sixth round, by the fifth or sixth round, I think guys are honestly. Yeah. We, we've joked about the Browns picking a player out of a magazine. I do think some some players at that point just like some offensive coordinators like, hey, take him. I saw oh, yeah. him. No, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. special. And then someone else is like, hey, we just did a background check. No, you can't take them. See, I think there. I think there's difference. I think that they open them up. I think they open up like the the thing. Like, okay, we're gonna take maybe this guy, and they look and they make sure like it's got to be in red ink. Now, I, I wish I could see that process. I've never been privy to. That pro- I almost had the chance one time, but that was a different conversation. The day three, I, but it was a no go. Um, wasn't my call. Wish it would have been because I would have went. But I would imagine there's some red ink in there, like like for red flags, like what you got to be careful for, like that type of thing. Like, oh, this guy has this problem. This guy committed tax fraud. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that, and he was 19. Like maybe that would have been in there. Which even though if a guy committed tax, I mean Michael Kendricks was he still able to play after that scandal? It wasn't that insider oh, trading. Yeah, eventually. Insider trading, yeah. White collar crimes. I mean, you know, they're, they're whatever. Uh, White collar resort prison, that type of thing, not federal prison. Um, 
I mean, I bet there's some situations there. I didn't know. By the way, I did not know Mac Jones had, speaking of, two DUIs. Is that true? Two? That Mac Jones had two? Someone said he had two. I thought he had one. I mean, neither is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody – good people make mistakes. I get that. So, yeah, but two, that's a little little high. A little high. (laughs) A little much. We're okay with one disastrous disastrous life choice. No, 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 no. But it's a bad – okay, this got brought up like the – was it? I, I forget which Uso it was. One of the wrestlers. One of the because they're the, the big family yeah. that the Rock's part of. Like one of the Usos blew like a point two two five last week. Oh, drunk as hell in um, Pensacola, Florida, and it's a second DUI. And I was listening to the podcast, and they're like, "Well, you know, it, like it's terrible anytime you do it. You shouldn't do it anytime. You should feel awful if it ever happens." And yeah, that's true. But they're like, you know, people, good people do make horrible, 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 horrible mistakes mm-hmm. like this. But if you do it a second time, it's like, like, what are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you what to do. Vince McMahon needs to incorporate it into a storyline. That has never really gone well. <laughs> that has never really gone. Did I ever, I, I forgot they did the. Uh, He's got to have now his manager as his probation officer. They did the Brian. <laughs> and he has to wrestle with an ankle bracelet. It's a guy who looks like Big Boss Man. Um, they did a dark side of the ring on Brian Pillman. And I totally forgot, like they had his wife and he's interviewing Brian Pillman's wife, like the day after he died. Oh, geez. Like there was some stuff. I'm like, they were going for it. This did not age. Well, this, this, this aged Mm -hmm. poorly, very bad. I mean, there's some things that they've done where I'm like, oh, that's, that's a nice thing. But there's some things that they were willing to do that, man, you just look back on and go, this is bad. This is really bad. Well, like when they wrestled God. That went that went not very well, so we've all tried stuff. They were mocking Shawn Michaels on live television for finding God. That was their whole thing. They they totally didn't believe Shawn Michaels that he had become a born again Christian, and so they decided to mock it even and go ahead and have yeah. a wrestling match against a spotlight that they well, called they have, God. They have had they've had some comedy uh, writers in the room <sighs> before. Lord Almighty, phones are ringing. Um. I just had a buddy text me. I blew a point two four on my second, and he put smiley faces. <laughs> He's rebounded. He's rebounded quite nicely. Well, good. I'm glad. It's never too late to mend. I'm glad that's happened. Uh, got a question here. We got some audio that <laughs> we had a big fight over with Keith. Br- I, is Keith allowed to fight with us over that audio when he's when he shaves his arms? Yeah, yeah. I think he can uh, speak up for himself. Would you shave your arms? Ever? No, no. But I don't have. Really hairy situation going on. I have hairy legs. You do have very hairy legs. But not arms, not chest. I've got, like, barely any hair on my chest. It's very bizarre. I'm very unhairy. So if I – now, look, in the 70s and the 80s, a hairy chest was fine. And then it went out of favor. And then when dad bods got back in favor, I think the hairy chest came back. But not grizzly bear hairy. Liz is not down with hairy chest. Yeah, it's each their own, I think. Yeah. She's down with fat chest. She ain't down with hairy chest. About Harry back. No, she would not be done with it. How many wives or girlfriends are willing to shave the the back? I mean, that's a different for their man. That's a different level of love, right? To be willing to do that, I mean, I'd be. <sighs> so I told you, I had to do that for a buddy in college. Uh, was that too far? Yeah, do you think that was too far? Do you think I should have never agreed to that? I don't. Know. I did that's it twice, and I said, "Dude, I that's can't." That's a bit much. I can't do it ever again. He had his girlfriend do it. Mm, I would go get it waxed. 
Yeah, I think eventually. Go get a, let a professional take care of it, you know, that type of thing. Obviously, it's very uncomfortable at first, but it, you'd get over it. And Doesn't it stay away for a long time? How long does a waxing work? Yeah, if you got your back hair waxed, how long does that stay for? I don't know. I feel like every wacky radio show in the 90s probably did some form of that. I didn't point. say we should do it. The one thing, I was willing to do it. I kind of only want to say it on this podcast because I'm afraid someone will steal it. I was more than willing to get a vasectomy live yeah. on our show. You didn't even want it to be a true stunt. I mean, you would have no, reaped the rewards if it, if it turned out to be good, but... I was willing to do it. I was willing to go through with the whole process of getting the vasectomy live on the air. You wanted to help everybody out, too. Yeah. You wanted I'm to still, give them... I'm still willing to do it for, like... Um, for lots of money. For um, awareness. Like, when I turned 40, is 40 when you're supposed to go get your prostate examined? Yes, I'm, I'm already late. To, I'm willing to do that live on the air. For awareness. I'm not kidding you. I'm willing to do that. I don't care. I don't I, think that's going to be as very, bad. I'm very comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. The colon thing, I'm willing to do that live on the air for awareness. Colon blow. That's fine. How many bowls does it take? <laughs> the bowls just keep going up. Um, I'm willing to do that. So I was – because I, I remember I brought it up and Tom heard about it. Big Tom. Big Daddy heard about it. And he, like, he's like, what type of psycho are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm willing to do it. I, I think it would be a great idea to, to hear me uncomfortable Mar- right before March Madness. Boom. Get it done. Yeah, because that's statistically when most of it happens. Yep. And then Liz put the kibosh on that. Now Jonah's here. And she says it. She goes, it's just so final. And I go, I'm not. I don't want any more. We got three. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, you know we're done. Yeah. I'm like, it, it, it's they fit in my truck. They fit in your van. You get four, then I need, like, an Econoline. Like, come on. I'd love to see you driving one of those, though. I'm not down with that. I just can't. Here's the problem. When I call you when we talk about the show, I can't hear you anymore. The last three months, it's gotten bad. What? Because they're just screaming in the background. And there's nothing you can do. They're at that age where what are you supposed to do? I mean, it sounds. That's not true. It sounds like a war scene at the start. It sounds like it, you call at the worst times possible, I know. and I just decide to pick up. Like, what the hell? He's part of my life too. I got. He's gonna have to deal with this. It like is the start of Saving Private Ryan. Every time I call, that is not true. It's so it's bad. It's not that loud. Eli is very loud. Eli's a loud young boy. Axel. Axel's just. I gotta take that iPad away from him. We got him a new iPad, and now he's just like every time he comes home from camp, he just sits there on that damn iPad the rest of the day. And I get pissed off, so I, I got to go take it away from him. Almost cussed right there because I get really angry yeah. about it. Um, Eli's, Eli's loud. Eli's having a good time. And Jonah Bear's just a little Jonah Bear. He's got a little baby. He's oh. two years old. He doesn't do anything that, that upsets me. Not uh, yet, anyway. <laughs> By the way, real quick. What? I, I'm getting texts. So I'm moving out of my place. Okay. And I had to give permission uh, for my guy, Ty, to show the place. And... Now I'm starting to think about what's there, and now I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> I, what? I did text him back. I said, uh, LOL. I go, I packed up all the narcotics. Don't worry, LOL. <laughs> and he didn't respond, and now I'm thinking, was that, was that a breach? Is that too far? And is that something that could be like admitted in a court of law hmm. or something? So I wondered about that, and then I started having to tell him while I was talking to you in the first part of this, uh, oh, here, you, you're going to have to explain this, you know, whatever. This is just a minor thing. And now he's not responding. And I'm wondering if he's starting to think twice about showing it at all. And now I'm thinking about just close it around the ground because I get up very early. It is a race to come to work in the morning. 
for me. Why? Well, because you yelled at me for coming in too late the one day. So now oh, I'm my really... God. No, 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 no. So that, now I'm that really on edge. No, Keith was there. I asked you politely because I know if I ever, ever try to demand something out of you and say you have to do something, that is a non-starter. I wish Trust everybody me, could I have heard how uncomfortable Ken was asking that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I hope that Keith was on the air when he said that because he was there, and I'm going, hey, I, listen, I know you you work your own way. But a lot of our stuff that we talk about for our show gets started out of a conversation, and we just we just have to start that conversation about ten minutes earlier. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys, when this show first started, nah, it wasn't even that. When this show first started, and this show was in the tank, he still wouldn't show up any earlier. He still wouldn't do it. They bitched him out well, because up I wanted, one side and I wanted, down the other. At that about point, I was up done. Early. I was done with the show. I was ready to move on. He was mentally checked <laughs> out of the show. I was applying for jobs at other markets. And he just was not. You did. That's not funny. You actually did. <laughs> I know you did. Don't sit there and lie to me. Is he was mentally checked out, and he would show up at the same time. And his whole thing was, "That's how I work. I'm not changing for anybody." You need to deal with it. And so we dealt with it. And things got better, and he got better, and everything was fine. So I accept, because I do. I trust Anthony because my children my children rely on this show. My wife relies on this show. And soon enough, the new, new member of the show will know that, just like Owen knows that. But I trust Anthony way more than I let on. I trust him with everything, including his personal life when we're not around because Anthony can make me look bad, and by vice versa, I can make Anthony look bad if I ever mess something up. <laughs> so I do trust him, but I'm just asking for five minutes. I did not. I did not. No way. No way in hell. You know this more than anybody else. We talk about the subjects you're excited about. I can sit there and BS about <laughs> offensive linemen and quarterbacks constantly all day, every single day. When we talk about things on the show, it's things that you're interested in. It's not necessarily me. I know it. Don't even act like it. I'm unloading on you now, and I didn't mean to. There is – people forget this. I've been waiting to say this for now four years, and now I finally can. Lima has control over the show. It is not me. People think it's me, and they've long been told that it's me. It is not. It is Anthony who has control over what we do on this show. The guests we have, the drops we play, Anthony is in control of 95% of it. I'm only the traffic cop. Uh, I don't know if that's true. That you damn well know it's I true, and say, I guarantee Keith is nodding his I head. will say this. I just have a little more discerning. You will, you will try more things than I will. I have a very limited oh God, view. I get so pissed at you when you come up with a great idea and then you think for five minutes and go, oh, I don't think that's going to work, and then you – Yeah, you're, you're just willing <sighs> to try more things than I am. Um, I'm very stubborn about that stuff. And I've been working – I have – I swear to God, I've worked on that because I think it's like any when, – when you're in college, the worst thing about college, even though it's a good thing that they prepare you for this – but the worst thing about college is, Kenny, they put you on teams. All the classes put you on teams, and you have to work with other people. And over time, I became really good at academia. I don't know what that gets you, but I became really good at it. I checked I, out when you just mentioned academia. I, I just knew how to get things done. I was really good in that space of getting things done. And so when I'm in a team situation mm. – I had to be a bear to be with because other people were not good at getting to the nitty-gritty. They weren't good at the elevator pitch. They weren't good at, here we go, let's go, let's start to work. Everybody wasted time. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I will not do. Of all the things, I will not waste time. You're very good at that. And so You're very good at not wasting time. But what time. it has done to me, the adverse effects of that, 
is I just assume everybody else's ideas are awful. <laughs> and they're not. They're not at all. You know, we're going to have a new producer uh, pretty soon, and I have to work on that. I have to work on being able to share and to take other people's ideas I'm and take more chances. Just destroying this mic with my hand because I have hair in my face, and I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but most of your ideas are home runs, and if they're not, we just make fun of it, and that ends up being okay as well. Oh, yeah. there's. Believe me, it's not like, it's not like I hit more out of the park than anyone else. The times... There's, there's, I'm sorry, go ahead. You were saying. No, I just, I, I, I need to be more receptive. That's absolutely Okay, something. that's fair. But I would also say there was the time, okay, like, except for the things that they've been, like, very serious, like, don't do that, do not do that, mm. which there's only been, like, two. You keep me in check on a lot more of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Because that's the stuff I take chances on. When you say safety off, those are the things I'll take the chances on. Um. I don't know. I get yelled at by Keith a hell of a lot more than you do about certain things. Well, so. let's let's be honest. Today, maybe because he's like he thinks I should know better. Let's give people an example. I really wanted to talk about Stephen A. Smith, knowing full well that if it came out the wrong way, somebody could have dictated that conversation, and we could have gotten in a lot of and could have sent it to awful announcing. And now you, you're just giving people ideas. I, I know. need you to stop saying what they could do. I know. Uh, in the end, I thought we had a very professional conversation about it. We disagreed on most of it, came to terms on some of it. But I do – it does make me nervous, and I know you're nervous about it at times, probably a little more so than me, but that's probably a good thing, about how the conversations we have can be either taken out of context or flat out, maybe they just come out wrong. Maybe I, I mean well and it comes out wrong, or maybe I'm not evolved enough and something comes out exactly the way I wanted it to come out and I sound like a horrific person. Well, I imagine that's going to happen at some point. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more. Um, I mean, you're 40. You do try to stay in touch with things. I think I brought this up numerous times. I hate doing it because it just gives people excuses here. And I don't want it to be that way. When a person gets older, you know, we, we talk about so-and-so becomes a fuddy-duddy. They become stuck in their ways. No, 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 no. It's only natural. I'm less willing to take chances now than what I was willing to take chances when I was 23 before this station started. Okay, and the reason because is I had nothing to lose. I had nothing to lose. Like I said this before, the first show I ever worked on, the first show they wanted me to be a character. So people would call in, and I would be the most insulting a hole, <laughs> third wheel you possibly could. I was. I, I, I can't, want evidence. I of was this show. so mean. I was. And it wasn't even like, like I was mean. Like over the line. Like we could get fined for that. What are you saying about this guy? Like really mean, <laughs> really mean. If I found out about your kids or someone called in, I would be mean. It was it was impossible. And I did that for three weeks. And I told him I like I can't do this. It's not me. I can't do it. But I was willing to try because I just wanted to be on the air so bad. And so that's what I was. And I and I I felt it turned people away. There's still people who actually still remember that back then. And I have to be like, yeah, you know, that was kind of character acting there. This has always been me, and this is who I am. But now. Like, now it's just, is it worth it? Is this step worth it? Is it worth to go this way when you you are going to have a wife someday, you have a significant other, I don't know when you guys are going to get married, fine. You know, Owen's got six kids. <laughs> uh, seriously, Owen has six kids. I have three. Is it worth to put this thing in jeopardy for something that maybe I don't I don't feel that passionate in? Maybe. Maybe that's, maybe that, maybe that's a problem someday. But also when we go to things that we look at in society where society has changed, it's natural where a person goes, they've reached this part in their life. I think people reach a part in their life where they feel they've learned it all and they don't have to think anymore. And I think that that's made a lot, that's 
made a lot of bad situations for guys who do what we do mm. because then we don't we don't look at culture we don't look how the times are a changing and we get caught saying something that is really bad that would have been perfectly fine 20 years ago and then we wonder why everybody else is mad at us because we don't evolve because I've become comfortable in my situation. This is how it goes. We sit down every day. We do this every day. Boom, we pound it out. That's the way it is. And the money comes in, and that's how it goes. And that can't be the way it is because I'm telling you, if you do it, I do it, Adam does it, Dustin does it, any of us do it, we are going to end up in hell one day. Yeah. And yeah. our career will get ruined over something that we said that we should have evolved on. We really should have evolved on. And so that that's actually what scares me. That's what keeps me involved in not just sports but culture and pays attention to social media and tries to pay attention to all these other things and tries to be open. There's things that I disagree with in society, absolutely. But you try to be open-minded to try to, other, to understand the other side because you don't want to say something closed-minded and have that cost you. I've been doing this for, for 10 years here at the station. I've been doing it for 15 years altogether. I would like to have some sort of memory where people go, hey, he was pretty good on the air. I would like to have that. I don't want that to cost me. I don't want something that bad to I know, cost and me you, like that. You, you know, to some extent, you know, it's okay to be tone deaf, right? It, it's, it shows at times maybe a lack of awareness, but it's okay. It's not, a, it's not something that you need the nuclear option for. I also think we can talk it out and, and minds can change. Yeah, yeah, yeah why right not? About that. Why not? Uh, why can't minds change from one day to the next? You know, and not just because you're you're mad because you were snake bit or or you were caught. You know, that's that's my only issue with any of this. You know, we know I, I know it's got every podcast now that I listen to with comedians they rail on cancel culture, and that's the only thing that matters to them right now. For us, a lot of things matter to me. Cancel culture is the symptom of something bigger going on, but there are times where I think, yeah, somebody has hateful things that they're trying to trying to put out there, like. Yeah, there is a there is a marketplace of ideas, and there is going to be even without a boycott or anything like that. If you say enough stupid things and you are mean spirited enough, and people have heard you over time and can detect how mean spirited you yeah, are, you don't have another gear. Then it's up to the business to keep you employed uh -huh. or not, or it's up to sponsors to stick with you or not. Yeah, if you don't have another gear, then I think that you ultimately cancel yourself. Um, I, I you know I I don't like trying to cancel things, I don't like fighting cancel culture either. I don't like it because I think that actions get people, quote-unquote, canceled way more than anything anybody said, any joke anybody has made. I have a real problem with the fight of, quote-unquote, cancel culture, but I also have a fight where I say, well, we got to cancel this guy. It's like, no, nah, that's, that's not how it works. That's really not how it works. Like, a person kind of cancels themselves over time. Uh, something you never have to cancel, extend technologies. No. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. They're better than ever. They're, they're as great as they've always been, but they keep evolving. They're so much better than anybody else. you got to go to Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com, then stop on into that beautiful showroom. 6,500 square feet of brilliance. You're going to love it, guys. You're going to love it. Gals, you're going to love it. Depending on who's listening to this podcast, go and check them out online first. Be inspired of what they do for your patio, what they do for your basement, what they do for your living room, what they do for your entire property. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. It's time to make those home dreams come true with Extend Technologies. I don't want to send Keith on a wild, wild goose chase, so I'm sorry. I had a pop, and now I'm like trying to hold down belches. Uh, I want to play this audio here. Is this LeBron? Do we have the audio? I think we have the audio. This yeah, we got LeBron. it. What's, what's this podcast? It was Smartless. Smartless with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, 
And the other guy, I can never remember his and name. And the other guy yeah. is the third tenor. Okay, this is LeBron, and he was asked about his kids cussing. This is what LeBron says. Now, do you let your kids watch R-rated comedies? Uh, I do. My boys do. How old were they when you let them start to watch stuff that was really kind of edgy, edgy comedy? Because I'm I'm dealing with that right now with my 14 year old daughter. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll let I'll let my my boys start watching around like 10. Yeah. 11 years old. Yes. My and daughter can watch certain, but not. I don't let her watch. She's only six, going on seven. So I'm gonna wait till yeah. she get a little older. There's LeBron. Uh, that audio courtesy of the Smartless Podcast. What? No, just he did not get the clip. Did, did he clip the clip? Did Stu clip the clip that you Stu wanted to clip? It. We got to do this on the air tomorrow. Don't tell him. Don't tell him we have to no, do it. No, because he'll take it personal. No, I, this is how he learns. No, but we have to get the actual clip well, for yes. the show. Yes, we do have to get the, All right, the actual so clip. So LeBron, was at, LeBron <laughs> says a, he only lets his kids cuss during yeah. – while they're playing sports. While they're playing sports. And I said, okay, but what do you do the other times? Because I've seen the I, – I saw the video of his son, and he was certainly saying some words. Mm-hmm. So I I don't believe – well, maybe there was a punishment there. I don't know how LeBron punishes his kids. I don't know. When you have more money well, – like, you didn't grow up with money, and I didn't grow up with money. They have to go from the SUV down to the – Yeah, it's, <laughs> the very, it's very easy to publish – to publish – to punish – Lower middle class people. It is very easy to punish those children. I don't know how. If I had, LeBron, if I was worth a billion dollars, I don't know how I punish my children. Yes, he has. He has suspended his activities in the home theater room, <laughs> and must just go to his bedroom where he has everything he could ever want. I was going to tweet though to, for the podcast. I swear to God, I was going to go. LeBron James and my dad have something in common, and I thought immediately go. Don't hit that because a thousand people are going to say, they both banged your mom. And I thought of that. I, I knew exactly. Home. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to text you the same so, thing, but it was so. in the morning. I was a rush to come to work like I told you. <laughs> I didn't have time to think it out. So I didn't. Thank God I didn't do that. I should do it on purpose just to see what people do. Just to count how many. Just to count how many. Doing over under. My dad was the same way. I got away with saying some cuss words. My dad was my baseball coach, and he was an assistant coach with our little football team, a little league football team. We used to call it something else. You can't call it that anymore. It starts with an M. So yeah, uh, on my youth fo- on my youth football team, he was like an assistant. And every now and then, I'd just drop an F bomb, or I would drop an S word, or something like that, because you know you start. I, ever, I told you this the first time I said a cuss word, I said the F word in the mirror and ran under the bed. I was eight years old. <laughs> That's how good of a kid I was. I cussed and I ran out of the bed. I felt so but ashamed. You knew, you knew there was a power with these words. You yes. knew that when your parents used the words, that adults were allowed to use those words. Yeah. You were not. Yeah. And then at some age, you want to express your – how much of a rebe- – how much rebelling you wanted to do, yeah. depending on that that you wanted to use those words because it also meant all of a sudden that you were – it's why most – honestly, it's yep. why most kids smoke a cigarette for the first time yep. or have a beer yep. because they are rebelling and they also want to experience being an adult. And it is the best way now as an adult to self-soothe. When I get so mad and I can just draw a long stream. Now, I don't like doing it, and I've tried to curb myself. You've cut down a ton on your profanity. It's because of you. It's because of you and Keith making fun of me because I don't like to use it as a comma. Because there is a time, and I won't cuss on the air. At least I try my very best not to. I will not 
cuss in a studio as much as I can. But there are times where I used to just use it F word this, F word that, da 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 da, other F and F and F and like that. I was like that. I've tried not to. Kids have helped. You have helped. Keith has helped. Um, one time I actually got pulled into the, um, which I thought was, to- I almost said, I almost said the word BS. I remember this. Uh, I told, I thought it was ridiculous considering the person who, the person who snitched on me cussed way more than I ever did in studio. And I just thought it was one of those little teeny tiny things to kind of be a problem. Anyway, that person's not here anymore. <laughs> An interesting character. Yeah. Unbelievable. So that was fine. Sp- and I've tried to cut down on it because, but there's nothing better when something doesn't go your way and you're just so mad and you have a nice long cuss, just a nice long line of cuss words that makes sense that you know it's poetry while you're saying yeah. it, and it, the voice. I'm a I th- I feel I'm a good cusser because of the bass in my voice, the emphasis I can put on different syllables of cuss words. I think I'm great at it, but my kids hear it. And Axel's dropped a couple in there. He said it once in front of his kindergarten teacher, which that was absolutely learned from his father. And Eli, I said horse bleep yesterday. He said it. And I'm like, eh. And I'm trying as hard as I can, but it feels so good. I don't believe in that he only lets his kids cuss during sporting events, so I think he's kind of lying. Well, he's not lying. Well, remember, lying to I will never forget the parade that we celebrated. 1.3 million. I got back from the parade. I was all sweaty. Let's be honest. I was a little drunk. Stu's listening. He says, please belittle me tomorrow. Oh, and I got the cut wrong. Yes, I listened to the podcast scene, so I know. Oh, my God. Just get the right cut. That's all, Stu. See, he's please learning. belittle me tomorrow. Step on my cubes. He's learning. Please. He's learning. Maybe Sorry. he's into that. I don't know. Go ahead. I'm listening So now. I got back from the parade and had to, had to sober up a little bit oh. at the station. And I had heard LeBron swear multiple times during the parade and now that we've seen parades I mean you just saw what happened with Tom Brady at the parade and this NHL down in Tampa Bay everybody's on boats it's crazy the women are getting naked Mm -hmm. I mean the parades are no place for children I think we're finding this out hopefully we get to find it out again with the Cleveland Browns hopefully we get to find out that it's no place for children again but LeBron Used profanity on a number of occasions. Our radio station had to dump, then dump again. And we had to, I think we had to take it off the air. And I'll never forget the calls that started coming in of people that were horrified that he would talk like this. And maybe it's a disconnect because, no, we're not supposed to have profanity go out over the airwaves. And we do have rules that are supposed to be our guiding light. But... I don't know. I think our society has evolved to a point where people see that stuff at a younger age than ever before. Video games, uh, everybody uses ever the kids use every profanity in the book on their video games, wow. on their headsets. Yeah. I, Boy, you want to hear racial slurs? You go play video games yeah. with twelve year olds. Good God. Yeah, seriously. And Lord. it's it's almost become a bit to them. It almost doesn't. I, I can't say for everybody, but for many people, it doesn't mean I'm anything. I'm terrified of that. My son is. My son's like he likes video games. You can tell he's going to be mm. a gamer. Oh, God. And a man, if I walk, like, he's a boy, and I think there's a di- there might be a different set of rules with a boy because I walked in and I heard him using some of the language that is used towards me. I've gamed twice online, and if I heard him using some of that, like, yep. I'm not lying. I'd smack the piss out of him. I can't help it. Because <laughs> everything he does, and you know this, everything he does is a reflection on you. And now it's all recorded it's a reflection for, on me. for it's, posterity. Yes, it's all recorded. 
So I'm not going to have to answer to his stupidity. And when he gets drafted in the NFL, they're going to have that audio. Yeah. So um, I agree with you on that. Can we talk about that tomorrow on the show? Yeah. The right clip? Absolutely. But just, rem- <laughs> I, just remember, LeBron swore a bunch of times, and some parents called up, and they were devastated. Well, I think that society has changed a bit where – no. You know what? I think you and I have changed a bit. I don't think society has changed. I shouldn't be surprised that that happened. I have always said these guys are not role models, and I know I know how the sauce is made now, and I know how I, the, the fireworks are gone. You've seen these guys at the height of their jealousy in this city, and so have I. And I've heard the gory details, the greasiness that a lot of these guys aren't who you think they are in public light. But, Kenny, who are you supposed to look to? Even our political leaders exact- talk a different way than they ever I mean, talked, at oh least in God. public. Lord, at least in public. You ain't kidding. We know they've always cussed behind the scenes, and they've gotten angry. You ever listen to the Nixon tapes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but now publicly, you know, and, and our, our political candidates talk a different way than they've ever talked before. Yeah. So where is it that, Man, that people, that the coarsening of speech, it's happened everywhere? I mean, that still was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Things do change a lot in the course of five years. I know that. But I just don't believe in, like, there There has to be a conversation. Like, I know my son's going to go over to a ki- to another kid's house. And you know what? Like, I, di- I didn't sit – my dad didn't sit me down and go, all right, this is Christy Canyon. I found out yeah, on right. my own. Right, yeah, you know what I mean? And if I found out – if my dad would have found out, he'd be like, listen, like, you don't you don't do this. This is not real – this isn't cool. Don't do this. I don't even like, know how you go about that. My dad, w- my dad was willing to have awkward, open conversations with me. And they were they were very awkward. But he was willing to do them. And at some time, the one time he was insulting about what he was calling sex when he tried to tell me about the birds and the bees, mm-hmm. where I went, like, come on, I'm not six years old. I'm 12. you got to tell me about this. Let's go. Let's do this. Stop right now. And then we, we had an open conversation. And he was always open about it. He was open that way about drugs. He was open that way about everything with me, booze, cigarettes, the whole thing, all the things that a dad has to talk to his son about. And I'm, I'm appreciative about that. I think there's a lot of people who they just don't want to have that conversation, so they're willing to blame everybody else so they don't have to have that conversation. Yeah. They don't have to do it. Like, I have to tell my son, like, this is not how you treat a girl. You don't do this. Online, you don't do this. You don't do this. In public, or, or another boy yeah. for all I know. You don't do these what I'm type worried of things. About, what I'm, I'm worried about me in this regard because I'm so laid back on just about everything. Uh, nothing outrages me. Nothing is something where I go, I can't believe the audacity. When I have a kid, does that just have to magically change where I have to act like these things bother no, me? No, I don't. Or will they magically happen? No, well, I think some things will. But I think for me, I just get mad about anything about my kid in terms of like, don't you dare tell me at a rate. Like, I make my choices. I've worked, I've worked as hard as I possibly could to be able to make choices for my children. I had a situation one time when we moved to Streetsboro where, the, and I'm, i got to be careful here, the doctor, Liz told our doctor we were moving, and she said to the east side, and the lady, I swear to God, she immediately goes, oh, Chagrin Falls? <laughs> and Liz goes, no, we're moving to Streetsboro. And she goes, Streets? Okay. Like, not good enough. <laughs> and like there came a point to me where I'm like I'm about to drive down there. Like I yeah, I chose hey, I chose the house. I could have li- I could have tried to live in I could have lived in Chagrin Falls. Mm-hmm. I could have I could have lived in Hudson. No offense, was not my speed and I've talked about that on the air. And so I think things like that are going to upset you when there's judgment 
Oh, and there will kid. be. Yep. There's judgment of how you're raising your kid. Like I say, my dad was open. My parents were certainly not perfect. But at some point, there has to be like, well, you know, we've done what we could, and Kenny, it's in your hands. Like some point, it's we've done what we could, and Axel, this is in your hands now. Like It's like it's that type of thing. But I think there's so many people now who are who love to judge others instead of just focus on their own damn kids that I think you're going to be very upset about someday. Yeah, I look you forward will be to that. very angry about it because I – I get pissed off at strangers when so Liz will reads I these get... Facebook things all the time. That's why I don't get on these Facebook pages. So from here on out, the rest of my life, will I get in one more fist fight? No. It's been a while. You can't. We've had a nice we gap here. You and I can't get in fist fights. We've fight had here. a nice gap. I can't get in a fist fight with somebody. <laughs> this is why <laughs> – no, I can't say that part. I can't get in fist fights anymore. I haven't even been tempted in a while. It's been a long time. I have been from children – from childhood into my early 20s. Somebody said something to me one day, and I go, "I've been hit in the face more times than you've woken up. Like I've been hit, yeah. the, I've been hit in the yeah. face more times than you've had hot dinners. You know, yeah. I guarantee it. You know what it is? You've been hit in the face more than I it's, have. It's traveling. The only place I think it could happen is if I'm out of Cleveland. If I am enjoying myself on vacation Ooh. or something, and somebody says something, I wouldn't think like I do now. Like, oh God, if I got filmed." And if I got dropped, this would be really embarrassing. I just, I just can't see myself as being a person who's out of order, and I want to bring in the person who's spo- supposed to clean up the riffraff of the people who might be out of order. Can you imagine if I'm walking over to the parking garage here and I get into a fight, an, a, a verbal altercation that turns physical, and I get dropped, and it gets filmed, and it's on World Star Hip Hop? I don't think I can come back to work. I think I have to leave yes, the market. You could. No, I think I have to leave the market. Oh, that's ridiculous. I think I'm out. I think I'm out. I'm going to ask to have my contract broken. I can leave. I can't stay here. I need to get into the witness protection program, go overseas, maybe go get my uh, my doctorate, mm-hmm. go back to school, mid-career change. I'd be out of here. I'm not going back on the radio. <laughs> How do you recover from that? So I mean, basically what you're telling Nate Robinson's is- having tough enough time coming back from him getting knocked out. How? Come on. He got knocked out. We all get knocked out. I've been uh, – I've not actually been knocked out. I've lost fights. I've told you. I also fight to one of my best friends. Me? Nearly put me to sleep. That was yeah. the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. I've been hit. I punched my best friend. So many times. My I threw a golf ball at another best friend. You will not have to throw golf balls at Tony Fabric from Extend Technologies. <laughs> you will not have to punch Tony Fabric from Extend Technologies. He will take care of your home. He will take care of your family. Online first. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. And if you're looking for a job, schedule an interview and then show up. To the in- I almost said show up to the effing interview. Show up to the interview. All right? You don't even need to wear a suit and tie. It's not 1967 anymore. All right? Just show up. Wear clothes, though. All right? Yeah, yeah you got to wear, wear clothes. Something. You got to wear something presentable over here. Okay? I mean, you can't wear a, what? A little giant? What's that say? Oh, Little Italy. That's actually a nice T-shirt you're wearing there. Open up so I can see your T-shirt. Stop looking at Twitter. Little Italy Cleveland. Two-time Italian man of the year. Uh, we got to contact Dan Ritchie because he wanted me to go over to the I west know. side, a little uh, um, Italian thing, and I, I couldn't do I that. I couldn't fit it in. We'll see him at the feast. we got to text him before the feast because I'm going to feel bad. Where's St. Rocco's? What's St. Rocco's? That's another festival. All right. Well, we got to get the people in charge of St. Rocco's to call Extend Technologies. Check them out online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. They're there for everything you need. If you want to transform that patio, you want to transform that living room, that basement, you go right on ahead. You go ahead and do that. And also, uh, Eleven Warriors saying the Tattoo 5. Terrell Pryor, Devere Posey, Boo Heron, Mike Adams, Solomon Thomas signed an open letter to the NCAA calling for the 2010 wins to be restored. That would mean you beat another SEC team. Yeah. All right. We're back on Tuesday. Carmen at 923thefan.com. 
no, back on Thursday with the podcast scene. I beg your pardon. Lima at 923thefan.com. Congratulations on all your success. Looking for advice. We'll give it to you. Big thanks to Keith, who helped us out today, and poor Stu. Poor, poor Stu. Stu. It's going to be a rough day for Who's Stu. Who's listening to this thing a lot? It's going to be rough. By the way, it was Stu's not real hard kid. to find that. I found it in like 30 seconds. We'll do it tomorrow. Not everybody's you, Keith, and that's why we have problems with producers because we keep measuring them up to you. That coming up on the next edition of the Emerging Podcast Scene presented by Extend Technologies. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.